Sherlock. I'm coming to get you. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. The disease. I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Gimme Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your Mega Force compatriots, Charlie. With me, as always, are the other officers. They're not officers. We don't have no ranks here. There is no host, co-host, anything. Nate, say hello to the people, Nate. Well, hello there. There's one of them. And back after a short hiatus, Ooh. Pete. Hey, gang. How's it going? It's great to see you again. I'm thrilled to be. Yes, yes. I am thrilled to be on this episode tonight. <laughs> I want. I specifically wanted you. you on this one. Yeah, Nate has yeah. really missed you. I have. It's been. It's been real bad. Oh, thanks. I was out you raising money for Children's Hospital and the Ronald McDonald House. So. Oh, look at this guy already uh, trying to get some like <laughs> bragging rights. Like, ooh, I save kids. Uh, yeah, we we've raised fifty five thousand dollars in thirteen months, and we've got uh, four big gigs coming up in the next three weeks. So. Fantastic, man! Fantastic. So. This is our final episode for the month of action, where I have completely taken over the entire month of July with nothing but blockbuster-style action movies, much to Nate and Pete's chagrin. Yet, I've given them some pretty good bangers lately. Blockbuster? You you have. Uh, I almost came to the table Did you watch the movie today? (laughs) Actually, I did. (laughs) Had a decent budget. It certainly did. I almost they used arrived. every penny of it. It looked great. Yeah. I almost arrived today with a horror filibuster, and I was going to just keep on talking until, yeah. you know, I the floor <laughs> was taken away from me. That, well, that's real easy. I have a mute button. So yes. the filibuster yeah, right. lasted I about 15 seconds. I had this seconds. idea of Ash and Reggie from Phantasm, and they team up, and they're in a, you know, Ash Williams Corvette. and Reggie? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Uh, right, I'd watch, so, I'd watch so those two cut, get together, oh and then they head to Vegas, right? Yeah, this is what my filibuster is going to be. Yeah, Are you so trying to filibuster right no, now? No, I'm not trying to filibuster. No, 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 I'm telling you what my filibuster would have been. <laughs> well, so they're on their way to Vegas short. with a trunk full of drugs, fuel, shotgun shells, you oh name it. God. Right? Why and, drugs? Well, well part of, that's uh, because part like. Of if you ever been on ether, you get to watch your body move, and you, you can't get off the uh, the circus thing. Um, and then there's lizard people, and they have to go and fight those lizard people. But um, Reggie is Ash's attorney, and he advises him not to take the ether. Uh, okay, is this fear and loathing? Yeah, he's he's melting a bunch of things together. Maybe, I, maybe he's on ether right and, now. <laughs> no, because yeah. I can't watch my body podcast right now so if i were to a filibuster i'm watching your point yeah, you can see there, because right it's now. in vegas oh that's true oh boy 
Yeah, you'd have <laughs> screwed this whole thing up. But oh, there's boy. a pyramid, you see, in <laughs> Vegas, and yeah. there's a Is mummy a in there. Oh, there's a... So Boba and Ho- then Boba there's also oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, I see where he's going. Four count them four Elvis impersonators that yeah, are going yeah. to try to rob the mummy, oh. and then that's when Ash and Reggie have to also fight the mummy while also beating up the four Elvis impersonators. I love um, all of this. I'm sold, and as soon as the strike is over, you go pitch that to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Go, or go this find... is this is two weeks later, and if it's already over, go yeah. pitch it. But go find Lloyd Kaufman. I think he's I think he's got some money for you. I he, think he, he listens anyway, and he's already wrote the movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put that past Uncle Lloyd. All right, yeah. So thanks for Nate's filibuster. Uh, that's, that's not what if tonight. I were to. If, if, if you were to fill a bunch. You have, you have a bigger story to go with. Yeah, there's sure a lot to go on. You were, you were about to work in Dust Till Dawn, I'm sure. Well, you see, here's the other thing. There's a oh, gun I, that's I, in a sorry, certain Charlie. spot. I'm sorry. You had to just let <laughs> you throw one, didn't you, Pete? I'm sorry. How about I cut it off right now? Here, where's that? I'm just going to start playing the music. I'm there you the go. Hey, Charlie, take over, bud, before Nate does. <laughs> All right, and our final movie for this month is the one, the only Mega Force from 1982. Starring the incomparable Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick. Oh my God, I, I'm I'm going out like Nate did for Lethal Weapon two and mm-hmm. even Speed. I love this movie. This is a childhood movie for me. This is quite possibly one of the first action movies. Now I've gone on record saying Delta Force is my first R-rated oh, action yeah. movie. But th- after watching this movie because this is the first time for both of you. Yes. You can kind of see why Charlie would also enjoy Delta Force if he enjoyed Megaforce. <laughs> and there's also a throwback to our very first episode on Give Me Back My Action Movies when we covered Delta Force, was we spoke about this movie, Megaforce. It's so much fun to say that. Our good friend, James Brenton, sent over a picture to me after we had released that episode, and it is the Megaforce poster mashed up with the Delta Force. No crew. way. And Have it I says, I think I've shared it a few times, but I'm going to share it oh, again okay, when this okay. comes out. But it's called Mega. Oh, yeah. And it has the sticker. Oh, there it is. Mega uh, Delta Force. Mega Delta Force with Chuck Norris in place of Ace. <laughs> it has all these things. He has the rope around him. Uh, Lee Marvin. And it has been my phone lock screen and wallpaper. <laughs> Since I started this podcast to this day, it is still. Oh, yeah, there it is. My <laughs> wallpaper. I have never changed it. So, this movie has a lot of sentimental value to me because of just straight up nostalgia. You know, sure. just growing up with this movie, being a kid to have a. It's, it's essentially live action G.I. Joe. And we'll dig into that a little bit here in a, in a few. First off, let's just do the thing. Let's knock out this trailer. Right. Um, if I, had to, I had to get the short one. You're welcome, guys. The two minute and 30 second one, no dialogue. Oh, just, just explosion. Oh, Charlie, you see how it goes sometimes? <laughs> yeah. You be thinking, hey, this has got dialogue. Certainly the trailer will. <laughs> no, no, I can admit it, but I found shorter ones. So here we go. Megaforce trailer. From the director who brought you Smokey and the Bandit, Hooper, Cannonball Run, comes the ultimate spectacle. Megaforce, 
an elite compact fighting unit armed with the most sophisticated weapons ever seen on a movie screen. The mission to preserve freedom and justice and battle the forces of evil. The good guys always win, even in the 80s. Megaforce. That's right. That's pretty the good. Good guys. Boys. Oh, oh, that is like the uh, like Grindhouse trailer voice. Yeah. Too, so which yeah, is even definitely. Better. I there was a room when I was I, I worked radio for a, a very short period of time in my life, and one of the rumors that went around was when you got into radio, they like you have to smoke two packs a day to get your voice, and then oh, after wow. like a year of smoking two packs a day, that's the voice you get because it's. People Lung cancer, the successful story yeah, to any DJ. Throat cancer, right. That just, it, it does that kind of damage and I, <laughs> coolness to your voice. Uh, it gives you that really That's raspy. why they call it smoky voice. You are, yeah, you already need that low registered voice, but. That, yeah, I got uh, that voice, that, all right. That, that Wolfman Jack thing going on there, that ain't, that ain't natural, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, what do you mean, Weird Al? I bet you can't play a parody song right here, right now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I yeah. love that movie. Hey, let's physical. talk about Megaforce. Let's talk about Megaforce. Copy. It does need a physical copy. So, yeah, I I, uh, I decided to round out this month with Megaforce because it just kind of it fit what I was going for. And it was also like it's been long enough. I wanted to really talk about this movie. I have and you'll hear as we go through this episode. I got some friends that are involved somewhat with the Megaforce lore and continuing the, you know, cult fandom that does follow this oh, really? movie. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm literally wearing their shirt yeah, right yeah. now, which is Ace Hunter, and it says, the good guys always win, even in the 80s. <laughs> I am also rocking. I came in uniform, I, gentlemen. Totally. I see. I this. am wearing my Megaforce hat. Mm-hmm. And wearing my Megaforce shirt, all, and I, I already told Nate, so he's prepared for this. I also have the Umbrella Release Special Edition of Megaforce on DVD. Oh, my God. I got the Blu-ray. I got the one that came with the posters, the lobby cards. Uh, I have a patch. I have stickers. I have everything Megaforce. And, again, that was the Umbrella Release of Megaforce. Well, at least it was not Shout Factory, Pete. No, it was I, Umbrella. No, no. I thought he was going to say, I have the Megaforce umbrella over here. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, oh, <laughs> there's a Megaforce umbrella? <laughs> that was a missed marketing opportunity for umbrella. That's all I'm saying. Is you could have made sh- it look like there's secret base the, with the holes in it, right? Oh, hell yeah. That would have been yeah, awesome. I want great. that that whole paint job, that mm-hmm, desert, mm-hmm. like lightning bolts and all this stuff. I'm, I think I decided I'm going to paint my van the Megaforce colors. Oh, I, I, with the last airbender arrow on it yeah i love how you threw that out there i was like damn it now i'm never gonna unsee Unsee that that. on their helmets (laughs) a giant arrow pointing down (laughs) even though this totally predates airbender but oh uh, yeah sure i I didn't even ruin anything for you i just thought it was wonderfully (laughs) funny you messaged that last night and i wanted to watch it again today and i was like (laughs) That sob he done <laughs> made last Airbender part of this movie for me. 
and I know your love for anime probably just oh yeah, you, like he just, just adds instantly. to the nostalgic wonderfulness of this. I have watched <laughs> uh, maybe one season of Airbender because okay. of the kids. Um, yeah, yeah. they were kind of getting into it. I didn't hate. I didn't hate it. Okay. That's kind of like I've seen a little bit of yeah. that as well, and I, I didn't hate it. And I saw a little bit of Legend of Korra, and I yeah. didn't yeah. hate that either. Mm-hmm. Like I would be willing to sit down and watch those. All yeah, interesting. And, and even wrote... like, go ahead. When it comes to the podcast, like I've been lightweight. Like maybe we should cover Vampire Hunter D. Oh, I, I would totally cover that. I Vampire love that. Like, I, I love down that for that. Maybe we do that. That's my. That's my only. My first and only anime. I got a couple of weird ones for you. No, 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 no. That's good. Yeah. You should stay over there in your you want lane. Some weird Pete. ones. No, 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 no. I like Vampire Hunter D's and beep, Ninja beep, Scroll. Richie, beep beep. Just that, that, that's about it. <laughs> so you just stay over down. there with your octopuses and whatever else. So, like, <laughs> what, what did you watch this for the first time, Charlie? It wasn't eighty-two. It couldn't have been. No, it, it wasn't eighty-two. Um, I want to say probably right around. Let's see, eighty. Seven eighty-eight. I Man, was not. I seven or eight then. Basically, was yeah. this on cable or what? Or did it hop on like like VHS or this? VHS, I'm this sorry, was on UHF or something. This was on cable. Okay. This literally was a, a, like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, movie, yeah. Which is one of the guidelines I told you guys when I, I brought this up because I knew neither of you had seen it, and it's not the normal kind of movie we talk about here, but it is an important movie I wanted to talk about. And I wanted you guys to watch it through the lens of really what this movie was intended for, which was anywhere from 10 to 12 year old boys. boys. Yeah. I mean, call a sexist, whatever, but this is the intention of it. This, this was, is definitely a boy movie. This is, this was there's so one woman in the entire thing and she's <laughs> yes. brushed aside. She's brushed oh. aside. Thankfully they don't really like over sexualize her, which lends itself to being the PG slight G rating in this movie they were shooting for a g i think they got stuck with a pg because there's just so many dang explosions there's a lot of explosions there's just uh-huh. just a yes. ton um but no i had watched this this was another like at my granny's okay uh, movie. yeah you got she see had cool things at granny I, I, well she had cable we we had oh. broadcasts like nate and i have talked about yeah, yeah. grandmas always have the cable my, gra- awesome. my grandfather had cable my grandmother did not and they so, had the old like cable box that you push the buttons on the top. Oh yeah. Oh to do click, the click, yeah. yeah. To, oh, there was an there was, was a, a top, forcible was a top loader click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of right. crazy now that everything is like that Everything's digital, digital box. Yeah. Well, it's all digital now. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I get I get all kinds of channels now just yep. on the air. Just through, just out the air. Yeah. 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 You just, just so you have a, a a digital antenna. You get everything just straight out there. Most new TVs even come with them already. So yep. which is sad yep. because like deal with it. we don't get to discover movies like that anymore. Like I no. know there's like is it chiller television or something like that? I don't chiller. know. I don't, I I never turn on. I I the hate TV. saying kids these days don't get the thrill of finding something new because they yeah, have like, everything I, at the palm of their hands. And I hate saying that, but it's kind of true. It's, it is true. It's my I'm jealous kids. of it in a way though, because like a kid doesn't have to stay up past like nine PM to find the monster squad like we did. Yeah, but that's you also know? part of the part of it being a being a kid trying like hell to stay up till midnight yeah. to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show or to see that Gamera movie or to see the the green 
monster from hell or whatever pouring it is. pouring through the the tv listings in the newspaper oh, the, the tv or guide what, you know. man or the, yeah. the for sure the newspaper the fancy people in your tv guides it came in the newspaper <laughs> yeah. or and with then, that one rare moment where we did have cable you know you put it on channel three yeah. and you just hope to pay attention oh yeah i hope blip, to pay blip, attention blip, 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 a lot blip, of squinting lot yeah of squinting. and then like was that what i think it was <laughs> this is like the perfect movie that would have been played on one of those network televisions or network yeah. channels um uh at like 4 p.m yep. you know this is an after school movie and this would have been or, it's a or rainy s- day. You have mm-hmm. nothing else to do. And you've got your five channels and you discover this and it's got mm-hmm. a bunch of explosions. So yeah. you're you're glued to it. You know, I'm pretty sure this was like one of the earlier versions of whatever TNT or TBS was or became. I don't even remember the channel. I just knew it was on that. And it was it was a Saturday that we had went over and it was probably one of the days where we're like working in the garden. Cause we would go and pick beans, dig potatoes, stuff like that. If you're grandma's, you're picking beans. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we did canning, you know, mm-hmm. we're, I do canning. That's was life back then. Mm-hmm. And I, I flipped on the television and you know, Saturday afternoon movie now starts and Megaforce rolls on. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is, but it was during the day. I didn't have to go like, can I watch this? I didn't need permission Mm-hmm. you know because it started and i i was glued i was glued <laughs> awesome. to this television that was explosions like it was like the the beginning of this movie felt like watching one of my dad's like war movies you know like mm-hmm. a john wayne you know tanks and you know it because it's all everything with duke guerrero who is bombing that i'm guessing power station or whatever it is they're trying to depict at the I beginning of the movie I don't know. Um, awesome miniature effect, though, because they blew it. I do want to say a thing. lot about that later oh, on. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say. Now, Pete, did you watch this on Amazon or Apple TV? I bought it on Amazon. Or I, I'm sorry. I rented it on Amazon. Because I know Amazon had the standard definition and Apple. Had yes, they had the, the high def. 19 by six or whatever they had the square they had the what charlie would have seen back in the day yeah they had the the square you watch it in the correct aspect ratio (laughs) yeah Yeah. 12 years old i dig that so i got uh, on apple it was the hd one and my god those outdoor shots are gorgeous are they oh they're so gorgeous southern nevada right so you're in pristine desert area the other thing those miniature sets look phenomenal Yes, like they when do. they are blowing them up, I had the biggest grin on my face yeah. because like when that camera panned out and you got to see what was essentially a long table with, mm-hmm. you know, this power plant or whatever. And you definitely know it's fireworks or pyrotechnics blowing up really small with added in, you know, sound effects and such. But it was so impactful. Well, this was done with introvision which was still fairly new at the time. Megaforce is one of the movies they were using to promote this oh. technology. What What is, and, I don't know what this is. So I watched a real quick on my umbrella release of <laughs> Megaforce that I got. Oh, what was that? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. It's uh, Umbrella, you ever heard oh, of okay. that? Yeah, it's kind of like Shout Factory. Oh. But Australia. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So th- this came all the way from Australia. Region free? Not a, Re- not a part Region of the Academy. Blu-ray. Wow, that's impressive. Yep, from Umbrella. Check them out. Um, 
But no, this uh, IntraVision is something that took like the concept of like matte paintings that we always knew, like you would put, you know, foreground and then a background painting. This one was able to integrate it into live action. So there would be this part of it in the front that is miniature and in the back that is in miniature, then they would build just a normal size set and they would project it out from the cameras. It sounds like the early Disney. It's really, it's really, so movies like like the stepping stones of that. Outland with Sean Connery use this a lot for their uh, space station shots because you're not going to build a life-size space station. Um, right. There's but, There was... Go ahead, Pete. So I'm just... I'm confused. I, I thought these were all matte paintings because that was one of my favorite things. Like, it, the way they integrated... There, there were there was one real dodgy one late in the film, but so, most of them were really nice. Like, if you ever watched the old... Um, the Black Hole from oh, Disney... Oh, I love The Black Hole. Love that movie. Those were some of the greatest matte paintings I've 100%, ever seen. Hundred percent agree. Ever. Yes. And this was on par with that. But you're telling me this is a different uh, technology. So this is the next step of technology from oh. matte paintings. Okay. Was now I'm not saying that some of the backgrounds weren't actual paintings. I, I didn't realize there was something different. So the, yeah, it's called Intravision. I don't know if it would be on YouTube. I know it's on the disc. Okay. But there was like it's not. It's not just about Megaforce. They were talking about all the movies they've mm-hmm. done, and they this guy that started it really digs into it. He shows it wasn't Indiana Jones, but I think they were just using it as a uh, to show what it's pe- capable of. They built a miniature of inside of like a cavern. Remember the railway railroad sure. car in Temple of Doom? Oh yeah. So they built forget. a miniature version of the back wall with all the caves and stalactites. Then they did this miniature in the front of it to look like the ledge. The There's a couple of the pieces to make it feel like it's in a cavern and the rail is broken. Well, mm-hmm. then they superimposed this over an actual live action actor, basically on a green screen, mm-hmm. acting on like this, this trellis that they built. And when they overlay it, it looks like the guy is running through this cavern dodging this railway car that's getting ready to hit him and then this big boulder comes flying towards the camera and he dodges it and it, you need to see this like i need yeah, to see this i, see I, I highly a... recommend if you can find it it might be on youtube i don't see why it wouldn't be but uh it was introvision well like i um, saw the introvert introvision and i remember like as like the opening scenes happening like you know it it has the title card of the mega force and blah blah yeah. blah whatever they do and it goes into the negative uh, film reel. Yeah, where everything's uh, black the and white. Yeah. And there was a moment where I was like, is this the right movie? Did something get, you know, switched? Because, you know, sometimes something accidentally gets uploaded. And I was like, right, yeah. I, I just, there was a part of me wondering, especially when it started out with all the explosions in with the tanker field or whatever. I was like, well, I'm going to keep going with this. And hopefully Barry Boswick at some point shows up. <laughs> shows up. He, he does. He does. <laughs> yeah, You know, because like I, I, I genuinely did not think that's what this movie was. And the whole time I was watching it, it wasn't what I thought it was, even though I, I didn't look anything up. Like, I know nothing right. about but it. But what little bit you've probably gleaned over either me talking about it or what I shared. I was assuming some sort of like super futuristic, you know, 
this movie is set and, as a as a present day kind of thing. Yeah, it's like when he says in the eighties, I'm like, oh, like it's taking place in the eighties. You know, and that's towards they the even mentioned the country that Zara is the daughter of the, the she's the daughter of the president of. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Like, I can't remember the con- countries. Yeah, right, right, but it's it's a nonsensical name. It's it doesn't exist on well, our earth. It's an so, alternate right. world for sure. I, I, that I mirrors think that's our the world. Best, I think that's the best way to put it, Nate. Like, but it's not, then really earth yeah they are using lasers plus missiles so yeah, yeah it's earth you know 420 earth question mark? yeah it's bizarro earth where there's, so, there's a cube right now as i was watching it all i could think about was as a kid like i had my gi joe like sergeant slaughter my oh, yeah. michelangelo you know ninja turtle action figure <laughs> my you know, Black Power Ranger and so forth. (laughs) And they would fight and there'd be a storyline in my head, but it only made sense to a you, me, you know, (laughs) what's going on in that nine-year-old brain. Right. And I'm feeling like, as I was watching this, I was like, all right, so a nine-year-old wrote this movie because obviously they had the same thought process that I had when playing with my action figures. And then I was like, well, this movie feels so much like Team America for some reason to me. And then I looked into it, and it turns out Matt and Trey are huge fans of Megaforce and used this as an inspiration for Team Team America. I went, that really makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yep. But, like, down to the, the motorcycle. If there is not a kid that didn't think about their bicycle oh, yeah. in a motorcycle that had machine guns, that had rocket launchers... You know that you're a kid. You have all this imagination and where wings. Do you, yeah, where do you think Cannon got the idea for Delta Force? Oh yeah, think about that. that, that Delta predates Force, Delta Force. Oh yeah, Delta Force was 1986. This is wow, 1982. Several years. Wow, several yeah. years. And you know, motorcycles with guns on it aren't army issue. It's made for movies. No? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I would have enlisted in a heartbeat. Uh, <laughs> they're but, doing yeah wheelies on these motorcycles as a kid if you could do a wheelie on your bicycle oh, you were, oh, you were that it, was awesome the second coolest thing was if no you could peak. ride your no, bike you with no handlebars hey that was a golf cart <laughs> not a bicycle <laughs> no pete no no pete you're not allowed anymore <laughs> nobody knows that story that's listening right now <laughs> that's it's fine we know that's all that matters <laughs> and then like the third coolest thing about having a bicycle uh, was pegs but i didn't have pegs as a kid no, I didn't either. Yeah. I think Steven and Leo know that story. Anyway. About uh, pegs? No, about my... Oh, okay. We still don't fully know the story. Nate, I think what I think what you said is perfect. If, if a nine-year-old didn't, at the very least, consult on this movie, I, yeah. I would be shocked. I would be shocked and disappointed that... Uh, a nine-year-old boy was like, and then, and then, and yeah, then, and he's and, a bad guy, and, then, and he has a tank, and, a and the, the tank shoots their the, best the jeep, and then, and, and then oh, they, they, they go. It's a go kart, but but you can't cross this line because and the go karts go up, and, and then that, that blows up too, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 they start a war. That's a war that yeah. gets no, no, started. Now listen, here's the plan. Here's what you're gonna do. Okay, you're gonna go over there, and 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 I'm gonna spend five minutes telling everybody where they're gonna go, and I'm gonna take up screen time to do this. There's an airplane, oh and, and the airplane's going to come in, and 
uh, smoke bombs uh, for Fourth uh, of July. Oh, you still got the smoke bombs? Let's go grab the smoke bombs wait, wait, real quick. Wait, wait, wait. And one of the planes gets wrecked, so you, so, so we can't, you can't yeah, take the, yeah. the, the uh, gear with you. you gotta, this guy's, yeah. he's gonna be stuck in the mud, like it's because this is the mud pit over here. Because I was digging a hole away. earlier. He's gonna get and, away, but the airplane's already taken off. Oh, well, how do you well, think the motorcycle's gonna get up to the airplane, you dummy? Well, well, GI oh, Joe, oh, and Cobra oh, Commander, oh. they're friends, but now they're not. Now they're not. They weren't <laughs> friends the whole time, you know. This is exactly what I was hoping for, guys. Yeah, that's, that, that right that, that's what there this movie is. That's it. Is, is this nine year old brain chaos? And when you think about this movie in that way, it's wonderful. When you look at it like I did with no coming in with no background, watching for the very first time with these old, cranky adult eyes, <laughs> I was furious watching this movie. But now that I'm now that I have shifted gears and allowed my younger Little Holy Pete, little my little Pete. <laughs> little Pete. That's what she calls it. Sorry, we're going G here. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and once I shifted gears to to 12 year old Pete, I think it makes a lot more sense because that is exactly what a crazy, unadulterated. Uh, AD, uh, ADHD adult brain would do. Oh, absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Here's We're just distracted a, by everything. I got a dinosaur and a ninja turtle. And That's all this was missing was a power. dinosaur. Where was a dinosaur? Surprise, a dinosaur man. didn't show up. Right. a budget. A giant and, and like, lizard like, or something. Like, why didn't Ace ride in on a pterodactyl or something with lasers? <laughs> like, cause... That's Dino Riders, and I still want that movie. Oh, I man, want that I movie. That happen. <laughs> so, Dino, movie, Dinotopia, it... I want that movie, too. That's gorgeous. <laughs> when the movie ended, I was like, I don't think anything has actually been resolved, Nothing. and we never got a sequel to this. Nope. Nope. And they did technically start a war, I feel, and they, yep, yep. and it ended. <laughs> I was like, yep. huh? And then it was also like, well, I really don't care because I had a lot of fun. Because for me, <laughs> uh, what I wanted Metal Storm and Steel Dawn to be, they weren't, oh, and Steel this Dawn. ended up being that. If that yeah. makes sense. No, it, it totally makes sense. Like oh, the the wow. wild, chaotic fun that I wanted from Metal Storm that we did not get. That was a sluggish, like, what the hell? Yeah. And that same thing that I wanted from Steel Dawn that we just didn't get, which really cracked me up because of both of them taking place in the desert. But this one was just nonstop fun. It even like they introduce a hologram. It's like, oh, yeah, holograms were the coolest thing ever. You know, if you didn't have an action figure, you had a hologram of it. Right. Which was just well, your you, mom didn't take you to Kmart to get that one yet. Yeah, that was the limited or like Pete and I had action figures that were based off of holograms. You know, oh, we had sure. visionaries and stuff like that. Oh, gosh, uh, the so visionaries. to kind of put some puzzle pieces in here for you guys is Hal Needham is the man that directed this movie. Now, some people are going to be like, why is that name familiar? Well, Hal Needham has directed some classics, like l truly classic movies. Cannonball Run and 2, Smokey and the Bandit 1 and 2. I, I will fight you if you don't like Cannonball Run 1 and 2. Exactly. Fight you. Uh, Stroker Ace with Burt yeah. Reynolds. Yeah, that's a little rapey. <laughs> At the time, though, it was a popular movie. That... Oh, it's, it was popular. I do not yeah. know that movie. Yeah, don't bother. Yeah, don't. Watch Gator. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gator and White Lightning, by the way. They're, right. They are yeah. sequels, I think. Those are good, yeah. 
the villain, which is a very early Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, western. I don't know that. that. Oh, I had, western. I had, yes, I adore. We've talked about that. We have talked about it before. I don't think I've ever heard of that. He one. has a seven shooter that comes in. <laughs> of course he does. He's Arnold and Schwarzenegger. For our brother Mark, Hal Needham also did Rad. The BMX Whoa. movie in the 80s. I, I know of Rad. Yeah. I've never seen it, but it just so, looks so. I've not seen bad. it. Yeah, that's up there with Gleaming the Cube so, and those. The reason why yep. those movies and Megaforce and everything have this certain feel is Hal Needham, first and foremost, is a stunt guy. That is, he's got well over a hundred movies he's done the stunts in, done the stunts coordinating. He is a stunt man. And admittedly, I have been gobbling up everything I could find that's Barry Bostwick and all the other actors talking about Megaforce remembering back and I was just watching one that was fairly recent of Barry and he goes we were writing lines before we'd show up on set that day because <laughs> oh, really? oh boy how <laughs> it's never a Hal, good sign <laughs> how had a vision of what direction the movie was going to go what action sequences he wanted what you know, it was going to look like he had no idea about the dialogue that needed to push the story along. So they were coming up with all of the dialogue that, you know, the good guys always win, even in the eighties, totally Barry Bostwick. That was all him. The only one that was actually scripted was Dallas's speech. And that's because he said that he got the part because, um, ah, crap. The truck driver from Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's the country singer, Jerry. Jer- uh, God. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. Jerry. Um, he was supposed to be Dallas. And oh, he had, that would have been amazing. I thought it was kind of cool. Although I like Dallas in this movie. But he had conflict of something. He didn't show up on set. So Dallas got the job like the very next day. Like they called him. Here comes the script. We're sending it by messenger. Read it. If you want to be on it, be on the plane in the morning. And then he had 45 minutes to learn that speech he does and be in the movie. And he said, after that, though, we were all ad-libbing, every bit of it. All of us were just making up our own dialogue, our own story, and that's Megaforce. That makes so much sense. It really does once you start putting it together. (laughs) It's kind of like Jerry Reed. Good. Mm -hmm. I but it it, just it followed that same thing that we talked about on Metal Storm, where it was like they knew how to do like the action sequences, how to wreck a car, how to do all this other stuff. But why does the story fall apart? Well, it's because they were rushed so quickly through it. They didn't have time to write a story. They just made it 3D. This one is so the, much. Sense. Yeah, this one is they had time. Nate's right. If you can watch this in HD. My God, is this movie gorgeous. This is one that has upconverted perfectly. Hmm. The The scenery, the shots, even the miniatures don't look overly miniature. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like they definitely about, don't. I thought it's the miniatures those, were amazing. They were no yeah, to look for. fantastic. But All like, the vehicles were legit vehicles. Like yep, every one of them ran. It was a $1 million budget for all those vehicles. I, well, they had a hell of a lot of motorcycles, but that those... Uh, Four wheelers, those the buggies, buggies with the center. Uh, I'm pivot. so glad you saw those. That was the coolest because they were they were turning awfully sharp. I'm like, they were the making zero point turns, they and they had hydro- they had hydraulic a hydraulic. I uh, think I realized wheel. that. Yeah, so, so you could see doing... them actually working, and they would they would turn. They must have had real weird. 
rear wheel drive they, also. They were all they were all rear wheel drive because yeah. they were Vol- Volkswagen engines. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So Nate, it was the night attack when they were trying to lure Duke to yeah. follow him. With there's a couple of straight on shots of the buggy, and it comes right at you, and then it just spins as if it's a zero turn like a mower. zero turn mower, right? Yeah, and if you look. There is a little hydraulic actuator on, with a wheel that drops down and it's turned sideways so that when it drops, it throws the vehicle sideways mm-hmm. and they can do a spin and they lift the the ram back up and take off. And those guys were talented as all get out. Those stunt drivers. Especially um, for how many there were. Because like there's some shots where it's like, this so isn't like on. where some movies only have like three vehicles on camera at once or something like that. This They're is all dozens there. upon dozens. Like I believe some of those like falls, like a couple guys falling off of the motors, not, not aces cause aces was planned, but during that whole thing that, so the technician guy in the uh, like big vehicle that's controlling everything like remotely. The, that's the a, uh, uh, dollar store, Adam West. That's how Needham. Danny um, McBride from uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. I thought he was Adam West for a hot second. <laughs> uh, but that is, he's making fun of the guy that fell off the bike. Oh, yeah. And I really think that happened. And he went, I'm going to make fun of this guy in the movie and added that. Is that what he said? I'm going to make him a tape and send it to his family or something? Exactly. Yeah. Between no. that and the pilots at the end talking about. Well, I'm gonna have to go take care of my home home life, talking about their wives and all this other stuff as they're trying to fight Guerrero or uh, Duke when they try to land the big planes at the end. The mm-hmm. pilots have this banter back and forth the whole time, and I'm just cracking up entirely. And that just lends itself to we're not gonna get in trouble as long as we're not dropping cuss words. We can mm-hmm. pretty much say whatever we want. And it's going to make it into the movie. And that's what happened is all that dialogue made it into the movie. And like with the stunt work, like it hit me this being 1982. I just, I just knew it was 80s. Yeah. Who was big on motorcycle stunts in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Evil, Evil Knievel. So that's even though true. I didn't get to grow up with Evil Knievel, I had Robbie Knievel growing up. You oh, know, okay. I, I got both. I got the tail end of Evil Knievel right into uh, Robbie Knievel. I remember yeah, the like, toy, the Evil Knievel toy. I remember a friend watching. of mine had one. And just, oh, oh, yeah. Crank that, that wheel up and watch that thing a, go. That was a toy, boys. Boy, oh, man. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Like, I remember watching the Robbie Knievel like stunt jumps and stuff because they would be a big televised hour event, yep. you know, oh, on prime team television. Yep. He's going to jump over the Grand Canyon. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it was the most narrowest part. Yeah, of the it was Grand not Canyon. like what Still you counts. thought as a kid. Still counts. Still counts. The, the ramp extends over the Grand yeah. Canyon about 100 <laughs> feet. <laughs> so, yeah. But he did it. I, uh, I remember that because I remember sitcoms would parody that too. Oh, quite yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> and yeah, because Simpsons had like their perfect like stunt guy. Well, they went over. Every well, remember bone. Bart falls down mm-hmm. with the skateboard. Yeah. Oh, that was God, whole... one of my favorite episode, the Springfield Gorge that Homer goes Gorge. to jump. That's yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with the introduction of the motorcycles and they're shooting off all these targets and there's so much dust, there's so much debris. You got oh these three God. drivers driving very close. It's awesome. But if you pay attention, the guy on the right hand side, he does almost fall off the bike. Um, he's covered in a lot of debris, a lot of dust, but he starts like the bike starts to wiggle 
and it starts to like lose control and you see his feet start to not like panic but try to like balance himself and he does manage to like save himself but like that dude was seconds away from coming at you in this like in the caravan so they are driving away for this scene and then the camera does cut and they're in front of you oh when when it's just one of those like i was paying attention because like there's no way someone does not like almost accidentally wreck and sure enough it's the far right guy because like you think of how much loud explosions and they're in the middle of the desert who knows what the wind is like and just all of that debris and driving a motorcycle god no screw that the 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 smoke screen stunt was one of those things that what you don't realize is you have to be going a certain speed otherwise you can't see mm-hmm. anything because that smoke is that coming smoke. yeah because the smoke is coming from like the handlebar area and blowing back it's not like it was coming out of the tailpipes it's like engulfing them so you had there was a minimum speed for them to maintain to see visually and if you fell behind too far you had to you were getting everyone else's smoke regardless of your own so there's some wild stunts that again as a 10 year old kid and you're seeing bright colors sure. all in these rockets flying off and now as an adult i've watched it and i, I now my game is how many rockets veered off course? Because if you watch, you'll see a bunch of corkscrews. Oh, no. And those are rockets that <laughs> didn't quite go straight and basically landed right in front of them as they were going because they went, they were just little rocket motors. Um, there's a guy, his name is Bob Lindenmeyer. He runs the Megaforce HQ Facebook page. He's also doing the, uh, the uh, documentary. And he owns these things. And I was just watching the one where he talks about the motorcycle, which is Ace Hunter's motorcycle from wow. the movie. And what launched the uh, the gun or fired the guns wasn't blanks. It was nitrous and propane with an igniter. And that's what made it look like gunfire. And there's actually like a recoil coming out of the barrels. Good but Lord. there's there's no blanks. It's literally just igniting gas and shooting it out the front of the barrels. So these wouldn't pass some safety. I would imagine <laughs> not. Things yeah, definitely. Nowadays. But back then, man, you worked with what you had. They're still, God, they're so amazing. But even then, like, this movie had a $20 million budget, yeah, which is lot. insane for an original IP. This yep. isn't based on anything. You know, like... Obviously, this was supposed to be hoping to launch an entire toy line because Mattel yeah. being a part of it. This should have launched comic books. This should have launched like every single thing that a kid would want. You know what do you so, have, Charlie? Yeah, Pete's only turn around. Um, so Mattel did have uh, vehicle designs. They uh-huh. actually designed the vehicles for the movie, and they designed and they the were, costumes as well. And they designed the costumes. So they had the buggy, uh, the uh, the main big vehicle that looked like a bus. Um, but there's one, and what's the name of it on here? The Enforcer. I don't have the original ones. They're very expensive, like really hard mm-hmm. to find. Most kids destroyed them in the backyard, as would be expected. That's what you do. And I imagine Flop- with the movie flopping, Mattel probably just destroyed most of it too. Like, uh, nope, or, send it or to the landfill. Um, Mattel still uses the molds because they got their money's worth. Whoa, and to this day, <laughs> they they still make the Enforcer one. I haven't found any of the other one, 
but the enforcer is the dune buggy and while the one i got in my hand right here it's in a big five pack doesn't have the rockets on top it still has the guns on the side it's a it's a good design. Of course, you're gonna. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's an amazing. You can just design. repaint that over yeah. and over again. Yeah. It's a it's a I, tooled thing. So I have a I have a purple that. one from a '90s release. Oh, yeah. that it, and it has the rockets on top of it. I found oh. it. I found it at a, uh, a car show, like swap meet, and it's something that not a lot of people realize. Sure. Like everyone's looking for the original Mega Force mm-hmm. ones. My goal now is I try to find as many yeah. repaints of the Enforcer because it's still the Mega Force Dune buggy, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and I can get brand new versions of it. So, yeah, I actually own a Mega Force Hot cool. Wheel. That's nice. So cool. <laughs> so, all right. Well, at that point, I knew this episode was going to fly by once I kind of got everybody on the same tune here. But uh, I think it's time we go ahead and hit a commercial. Uh, got a very special addition to this commercial first time promo for these guys and you'll understand why i'm making kind of a big deal out of it uh, a little bit later in the episode so here we go boys gi joe will return after these messages hi friends the world got you down don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. I had no idea. That makes sense. <laughs> that does. There was an Atari release. I have to look this up and see how crappy it looks because uh, those 2600 games looked all, mm, they're not look, good. Look it up, but actually uh, for everybody, go on YouTube and look up that commercial and you will see a very young, like teenage Brian Cranston. Nice. No way. For a split second, he's the kid that's in this. And I tried to pause it, and he still looks like he's 30 freaking years old as a te- <laughs> teenager. I was like, are you sure that someone didn't just Photoshop this? But apparently it really is Brian Cranston. Uh, but yeah, there was an Atari 2600 Mega Force game. game. looks awful oh god yeah, yeah. you're well, in the motorcycle like space invaders but it also yeah, has like I the motorcycle to all of our atari 2600 fans the vast majority of those games are terrible yeah. they really are they're, they're really slow and hard to play and, honestly and they're hard like, to play but that's what we had that's all we had and we liked it <laughs> that's that's the game <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh all right so yeah i got the commercial you heard beginning was my brother's mm-hmm. from $2 late fee. I'm actually rocking their shirt right now, which has Barry Bostwick, Ace Hunter doing the thumbs up, which well, now, kind of, wait, wait a minute. Is that just a thumbs up or is that the thumbs kiss? It's both. What it's, the heck is that all about? Because I had you no idea. Thumb, 
and then you no, it, nobody does that. But no, a nine-year-old would to the Fine. girl that he's Fine. got a crush on at the playground, and he'd be like, "If you kiss your thumb, I kiss my thumb." Don't on it, Nate. That is entirely what a nine-year-old would write into us, like. Yeah. This is how I this is how I show affection to my yeah. my playground oh, oh, girlfriend. Oh, I'm gonna girls, kiss my they, thumb. They, they have cooties. They they got cooties, so I don't want to touch yeah. them. But but yeah. I got a thumb, and they got a thumb, and that that means we might be thumb mates. A hundred percent. That's mates. that's what that is. All yep. I all I know is that uh, when I first got this shirt and I was wearing it, my daughter asked me about you know what what is that, and I was I explained to her, and then I did the thumb kiss, thumbs up. And now when she sees me wear the shirt, she does it. You know, she gives, she Aww. kisses her thumb and does the thumbs up. That's me. adorable. And so I, I, I love it to death. And uh, Zach and Dustin, I, I got this shirt from them. You know, they have been pretty much mentors for me uh, when I started out because Zach is actually a co-host on another show called Podcasting After Dark with our friend Corey. And Fantastic was, show. Yeah, and it was a show that I found early on before I even started podcasting. And when I started, I reached out to Corey and just, you know, it was the first time I didn't, I I thought they were the biggest things ever. Mm-hmm. And they, they are, they're fantastic. But you know how you just feel like you're, they're never going to respond to me. Right. Corey reached back out to me. He would respond on my posts. I would ask him questions about podcasting and he was always a wealth of information and encouragement. And then I got to know Zach and Zach would do the same thing. And then I found out he had $2 late fee with Dustin. And those guys were actually on our Christmas special. When we did the big network thing, they made the VHS. That was a bomb Oh and yes, that exploded <laughs> at the end. So that's Zach and Dustin. So they've been with us for years now. And um, they did a huge mega force special. They interviewed Barry Bostwick. They covered the soundtrack, which I want to talk about here in a minute. And they talk about the movie. They even got to host the panel out in California for the Megaforce like reunion type thing. And they're going to be in the documentary, like I said. So that's why I wanted to play their thing. That's kind of why it's this, this Megaforce, when I found other people that enjoyed it, kind of like how Nate and I have found other people that love Deadly Spawn and we've built friendships, you know, Steven and Leo. That's how we know those guys. doesn't love Deadly Spawn. Um, and so finding like-minded people that are like, yeah, I love that movie. It's so much fun. And I just, I wanted to bring them and be part of this episode, even though we didn't have time to actually invite them on, you know, scheduling has been a nightmare mm-hmm. with me being out of town. So I just want to put that little bit out there that that's kind of why $2 late fee is such a big deal for this episode right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, so speaking of soundtrack, now, the soundtrack for the movie is fantastic. You know, agree. Great, great from, score from the from beat one. Yes, the soundtrack was it had my attention, and that's not. I'm not giving it any uh, any extra love than it doesn't deserve. This is no. Not, it, it is I, a. I, it's wonderful. Uh, I, matter of fact, it, somebody shared in the group that the soundtrack is back on Spotify right now. Is it? So okay. you can actually pull up the entire soundtrack. Um, but the biggest jump to me was being able to go on YouTube now and play 707's actual Megaforce song, which is the song I've been playing quietly in the yes. background. And before I even, when I announced this movie to you guys, I even had you guys watch the video 
it'd just be like, this is oh, the yeah. kind of song that just amps you up, you know, without even knowing anything about the movie. You're just like, I am on fire. I want to run down the it's driveway. Funny. Watching the movie, I was like, when the hell does this damn song come? <laughs> yeah, is... I, I mean, it's it's towards, like, the end. You know, it's one of those, like, it is. is the, I think the it's final the final song. Credits, isn't it? Yeah, but people have edited it into clips from the movie now. So it's it's part of the zeitgeist of Megaforce. You'd say that movie, this song plays. Yeah, it's, and that's so, just... it's so 80s. I mean, this is, yeah. it's all synthesizer and a guitar. I mean, I, I would put money that the drums are synthesizer also. Oh, very well could very, be. Very possible. Drum machine, yeah. Drum machine, yeah. He's got that high-pitched Steve Perry kind of voice oh, yeah. to him. Yeah. You know, this is straight 80s. And that's another thing that $2 Leafy was known for on their podcast was not only talking about movies, but they would literally do episodes about soundtracks. And That's you know, like when t- soundtracks were a thing, though. I mean, oh, like through, Tangerine through like Dream the, and stuff like those guys. Uh, and even things like American Graffiti and yeah. Gump and even Pulp Fiction. The soundtracks were were so good. And that's just right. not a thing anymore. Uh, and and the last one, Guardians of the Galaxy was the last one that had a legit soundtrack. And, I love how and, this and has almost been release. like a, a, a little side through line through this month, Nate, is just having the soundtrack to our past action no we definitely have i mean it's been kind of wild that that's how important music is to these things oh yeah transformers would not be transformers the movie without the lincoln park Park. shut up (laughs) ding dong oh you mean stan bush (laughs) yes the touch the fun fact that that song was almost not for was not written for transformers it it was Mm. written for cobra Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that would have been, my God. Yeah, I know. It, 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 that is mind-bending. In and, the earth that, you know, Megaforce takes place in, that happened. I, that, that's, that, that's why all this, that's why Duke is, you know, who he is, is because Stan Bush played for Cobra, and the Beaver Brown Band never took off. Never. You know, <laughs> St- uh, Stallone, Stallone really put a lot of money on that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of faith in the Beaver Brown Band, man. That's yeah. uh, I love yeah. it though. I don't know, man. I there's just nothing about this movie. I mean, we could talk about this movie, but what do we talk about? There's explosions. There's motorcycles. Well, there's, there's there's one thing I do want to talk about. Go for it. What do you want to talk about? This movie did something very rare that oh. most movies don't pull off. Okay, where mm-hmm. they you know do their whole setup of a battle plan. Barry Boswick is very precise as to what time they're going to get there, and what time they're going to leave, what to... time that the sun is going to rise, everything. Right. And it's all done when, on when a virtual everyone's allowed boy. to go to the potty one last time before we go up. Yep. <laughs> but it gets to the scene. And in the bottom right-hand corner is a four-minute countdown. There's uh-huh. a timer. And it does everything in that four minutes. I love it. It does not, you know, speed up. It doesn't pretend that it's four minutes it actually is and by the time that the raid is over with where they have committed a war crime um they (laughs) have now left over that part of the movie well there was also a part of what some of this kind of feels like top gun maverick (laughs) uh the hologram with the dots and everything is exactly like top gun yeah like when they're doing the whole planning out i was like so top gun maverick got it from this how about that um this movie has but, far-reaching influences. I'm just that saying, man. <laughs> whole sequence was so impressive because they had to make sure that was edited properly. 
They had yes. to make sure that it was, in fact, four minutes. The amount of explosions that go on in it. And the other crazy thing, this is a lot like the A-Team, which makes sense with Charlie, because, like, no one dies in this movie A-team at all. G.I. Joe. There's just, just so much explosions happening, mm-hmm. but everyone just kind of gets away. Yeah, I, I have something about that when we get to the body count, which... Um, I just feared it was a Mattel thing, honestly. Zero. Uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't a Mattel directly thing. It was, again, them really trying for a... They, their goal was a G rating. While sure. most movies would have been like, no, that's a death sentence. They truly went for, and that's what, it's another thing why I kind of respect it for what it is. They went for it. It's not like this accidentally ended up being goofy and campy and they were trying to be serious. This is, they did it. You know, what's weird too is like Barry Boswick is clearly like the best part of the entire movie. It oh, flops yeah. and then he gets punished basically. I, I, this is me just making up the story in my head. I should go for clarify yeah. that. No, yeah. But is the this man nine-year-old did, Nate? This is nine year old Nate <laughs> with the knowledge of thirty five year old Nate. Oh, oh uh, scary. It's terrifying. Yeah, very. <laughs> the the man went eleven years without being in another theatrical release movie. Yeah. You cannot yeah. tell me that is not Hollywood he, blacklisting him going or, this or, man tanked our movie. I don't think he was blacklisted for this campy eighties silliness. I think he was a stage actor first and foremost. Well, he was. I think he was spent he? his time on the stage. It wasn't like he wasn't working. Barry Bostwick was was working. Well, he did a he bunch is... of TV movies up until Weekend at Bernie's Two, which is a childhood favorite of mine. I will be honest; I, I absolutely I haven't seen sure. two. I love you. Haven't seen two? He's no. a dead body, all right. I and know. They use he was a they... dead body in the first one. Yeah, yeah. But this time they use voodoo, and they use anytime he hears music. He, he gets dances. up and oh, he dances. Um, he dance, you know what? Walks, and it's it hilarious. may not have know, aged very well, but know, I when I was a kid, oh my god, is it was it was hysterical because it was the dead body getting up and it was dancing <laughs> to the music, and he got in a whole bunch of wacky scenarios. Oh, I he don't had the know, sunglasses man. on, and everyone Doesn't thought he was alive. Take- it starts right at the end of the first one, if I remember right. Like, I can't remember. All I know I is like. Remember. It's a total tonal difference of part one where it's like oh, yeah. them trying to make it look like he's still alive and them doing the waves. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it is a full on corpse dancing. They, they, it's funny. There's a necromancer in there somewhere <laughs> raising the dead. <laughs> I you should put on the list for good beer bad movie night because uh Bernie's I, two? I, we can yeah. have Bernie's oh, two. I, yeah. Great. I feel like it would fit uh, greatly. 2024, baby. We'll see. Yeah. Again at Bernie's, too. We'll see. There's drinking. It's all kinds of good stuff. I fun. get one okay. pick a year for your podcast. This year was Spawn. Next year's Weekend at Bernie's, too. Okay. All right. We'll figure and that technically out. Technically, you're getting two this year, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for a special announcement later. Uh, but no, I, I do have a funny uh, Barry Bostwick story. Um speaking of he didn't really do a whole lot early so jackie loves golden girls she watches okay. that show religiously she loves it she's bought the dvd there are a lot of gen x and millennials that just love golden girls for oh and reason. i and i and i love it too um, and they're they're like these gals are my age right now <laughs> or right. maybe like 10 years older than me you're the age Not, of the golden girls right you now shut you shut your mouth Wow. No, they're way older than you. No, they were like in their 60s, right? Oh, I mean, that you now at their age then. Yeah, you're right. 
I'm just trying to wrap my head around that, like, you know, eventually Pete's going to be living with four other bald dudes. Well, three other ones. And no, I'm hoping the three, other, well, three other hot chicks. Is what well, it's no, 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 this, you're, you're not going to have a grandma's boy life. It's going to yeah. be you and three other dudes without hair. Yeah, it's going to be us, and you're the Betty White character. Nate, and it's the Golden the Boys. Nate, Nate's yeah. the Betty White character. Yeah, because he's the baby, and he it, has these weird stories. So Charlie's the tallest, so he's B. Arthur. I'm B. I'm, I'm always B. <laughs> you're Dorothy, for sure. So Dorothy! We need, we need an old, cantankerous, bald-headed dude that's really short <laughs> to <What>? be Sophia. <laughs> I yeah. don't think Nate and I are that far off in height-wise. Well, neither was Dorothy and Betty White, so... <laughs> Yeah, it, this tracks, boys. I've already. This is canon now. The Golden Boys. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking go, forward to this. The Golden Boys. The Golden Boys. Let's get Troy in here somewhere. That, Troy can be the Sophia character, and we'll just shave his head. Troy, totally so, he does have a nice head of hair. Yeah, he can go picture it way back in Columbus instead of Italy, Sicily, or wherever it was <laughs> she was in. Can I tell him a story back, now? <laughs> way back in Elkhart, Indiana, is what he would say. I have a Barry Boston story. This is this is relevant. So anyway, she's, she watches Golden Girls, and I come home one day, like not that long ago, like only a couple months ago, and she's watching, and I'm, I stop, and I look, and I go, this is, this is, those are the Golden Girls, is it? This isn't Golden mm-hmm. Girls. And she goes, no, this is the spinoff. I was like, oh, there's this a, is, there was a, there's a spinoff to Golden Girls. It's I called the, no Gold, the Golden Palace. Um, really? And no idea. Dorothy and Betty White buy this, like, retirement village. Okay. And it's like semi-retirement. Wait, goes, I don't know. Dorothy every, again? Dorothy's the sex crazed one. Oh. Yeah. That's a nice combo. I like that. Okay. That's why I made you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Oh, I'm Dorothy. Yeah, oh, okay. Dorothy. I thought, you're, I thought it was the, the short, angry No, you're grandma. not a gets. No. <laughs> no. Stop it. No, you're not. Anyway, she's watching this. And I was like, oh, okay, that's right. I remember this spinoff vaguely. I go to do something and I come back out and I go, Oh, wait a minute. Is that Barry Boswick? And Jackie doesn't know. And she's like, I don't know. And I'm looking and I went, that's Barry Boswick. And I go and I look up the episode. I was like, do you know what the episode name is? She goes, no, it's on one of these weird Mm -hmm. streaming channels. I go and I look it up on IMDb and the episode is called the gigolo. And Barry Bostwick plays a retirement home gigolo. Oh, yeah. my God. How wonderful. Nice. I was over the moon and decided to sit down and enjoy the Golden Palace with my wife as I watched Barry Bostwick play a gigolo <laughs> with the Golden Girls. I had a smile on my face the entire time. And then I am reminded of my favorite Barry Bostwick fact that I learned from $2 Late Fee and their interview. You can buy memorabilia from Barry Bostwick that he will sign and mail to you. One of those things is tidy whities that nice. he will sign and personalize and mail you his per- is what? Uh, oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Tidy whities, Pete. What does what does personalize mean? Personally, he writes whatever you want on. Okay, him. I Barry. thought he was. He don't wear them. He goes. Think that's <laughs> Damn it, Janet! I love you. I, okay, that's what he. It, this is this is totally uh, a Rocky yeah, or a Picture Show thing. That's not that he's there, going there to are wear some them. Damn it, Janet! And I'm, personalize I'm it with his own personalization. Yes, that's yes. A, that's. So well, I'm, I can't make a joke tonight. A personal. But it would have been a good one. <laughs> yeah, 
Watch your jokes. See, so now, see, I am watching part, my though. jokes. Yeah. It. So this is what's not fair because I've been cussing since like fourth grade and you're taking this power away from me tonight. Nice. South yep. Park is like 100% accurate. That's something that no one ever wants to face, but it's real. All right. <laughs> I'd say it wasn't, but I said there was guidelines tonight. So, so does he sign like regular Fruit of Looms or does he go back to the old standards that he wore in Rocky Horror Picture Show? I have no idea, but they're tidy whities I just know that. And he signs them and you can buy personalized tidy whities Can you imagine I might, that I just that. hanging up? In the office, a pair of tidy whities signed by the just Barry one Boswick. good fart would would do would personalize it. If I you personally would want uh I want Haynes. Yeah, you want Haynes? No, I, I want, those I want to be weird Haynes. ones that he wore in Rocky Horror. Well, where they the loom? were weird. No, they were weird. You guys have gone way off on a tangent here. No, I'm I just have. thinking about the brand that I want him to sign. That's all. That's, well, okay, we that's saw cool. more of Barry Boswick than we ever wanted to. I'm curious who has a better cod piece, David Bowie or Barry oh, Boswick. Oh, Bowie all the time. Like, yeah, I, I think Bowie still, still so has it. But I Bowie have, had a cod piece, and I don't think Barry did. Mm-hmm. I found a little bit of trivia. Oh. This this may tip us into the PG rating. Um, so, so how is your search engine, sir? So... um. <laughs> The scene where he's talking to Zara. That's her name, right? Zara. Yes, Zara. Zara. Yep. So the Major scene where he, whatever Zara, yeah. So the scene where he is talking to Zara and it's in silhouette over the purple <laughs> backdrop. <was> so great. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's talking to her and he's using his hands, uh-huh. but one hand would hang down <laughs> around the groinal area. <laughs> And yes, look yes, like an did. appendage. Yes, it did. Have you ever seen Goonies in the statue? Or Ice Pirates? No. To or me, it, or, it was uh, Austin uh, Powers with the tent. That's a good one. And that's uh, what uh, I men, got. More modern. Men, uh, men in tights? See, the, the sword. The sword. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, that's what that for <laughs> years, Barry Boswick has denied doing that on purpose. Until recently when he finally went, Oh yeah, I was just trying to see what I could get away with. And if you pay attention to the scene, they zoom the camera in to <laughs> cut his crotch area out of the shot. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> after a while, they're like, mm, pan yeah, up. And it's in, just up and like, in. like someone's like, no, he did that. On, that was accidental. No, he just personally. Wait, he did it again. Uh, he he put his he whole arm in front of it. it. Dang it. Stop it. All right, move move camera. No, we're not cutting. Just move camera up, up, right. Okay, his crotch is out of the shot. Go. Like, I adore that shot, though, with the pink great. background it and oh, the black Oh, it's beautiful. Silhouettes. I love the whole I thing. I love it. As a person who's like, pink and purple is like my two favorite colors. Like, as he wears a pink shirt. He as I am wearing a pink shirt right now. <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was just like, oh. That's so cool, you know? <laughs> I'm looking at the, because they just got done doing the simulation, and it was basically video game versions of the buggy and the bikes. Oh, my and God. I was just transported was back so to an arcade. Awesome. And yeah. I was like, I want to play this I, game. Where this was that awesome. one? And right. like, I love that even though uh, Zara, is that how they pronounce her name in this? Yeah, yeah. Zara. She gets yeah. sidelined, but she's clearly a badass to, like, Dude, the fullest that made degree. Me so angry. Nothing made me angrier than that in this entire film. That but that she goes awesome. in there and whoops all those boys butts but because she has a vagina no girls allowed to, she cannot be in there no no, and no ew we don't talk the, about that we don't ew gross be- she has cooties I, it was the best she's case got scenario cooties. for barry boswick or ace hunter whatever is that if she was terrible sorry babe you're terrible you're on the sidelines 
if she was really good, it's like, oh, my boys have been training for years and we can't use one other warrior out here yeah just because you're so <laughs> or at good. capacity I, sir i don't want to i don't want the boys to feel bad about themselves because you're so much better than they are i i don't want you to i don't want you and your reproductive organs to get in the way of jesus uh, feet so no, no. Stop. it's cooties <laughs> that made God. Me so angry <laughs> no we're 10 we're 10 years old yeah, we don't know about we, this we don't know about all this we yet. just know we haven't taken got long hair yet. i took exception to that one that was the one i cannot I cannot give no in the modern lens. Yes. <laughs> like definitely. Right. Uh, th- yeah, even girl, with the whole make her. I don't know my head as a nine, 12 year old, but right. Yeah. But oh, she's it's... a badass. Let her on the team. Why Which, you got to put her on the sidelines. Uh, I, I, Love one that bothered me too much. The skydiving scene, because you would clearly have, I hated this. <laughs> <laughs> you have this forced love story that only a nine year old would make. Cause he's got, you know, one girl action figure. It's and so what's, and what's sexier than skydiving with yeah. your your potential girlfriend and yep, yep. falling to your doom. <laughs> and don't worry, I'll catch you. But then, oh, like, right, you right. know what? You, you know what you're doing too. And like, we'll just stay away. But romantic music's definitely playing. But like, the romantic music that I heard on the classic rock station, uh, uh, Journey. I think the, the elevator yeah. riding up to my my apartment. Right? Didn't bear, didn't she pull? Boswick's uh, a shoot, I think or did so, he yeah. pull it and she kept going down? Like, haha, I'm braver than you are. I'm yeah, there was some kind. Of, some I will admit, I fast forward that part. No, oh I love gosh. that part. It's, it's fantastic. Terrible. Oh my god, the fact I mean, that I didn't, you the first actually time have... I watched it, but now I just like no. I, I I need to speed this no, up. It's mm-hmm. great. It's so awkward. You have the shots of actual skydivers with the worst green screen right. ever when you have to do the close-up of those two. Mm-hmm. And then back to the actual skydivers. I was loving back. it. While she's skydiving, like falls backwards while he's above her and they try to smooch or something. But, I don't know. I don't know. But that's not even the best CGI in the entire movie, guys. That wasn't CGI. That was bad green screen. No, that's exactly what I'm talking what? about, though, because there's what? one more scene. Okay, what is it, Nate? With the best green screen ever, and that's a flying motorcycle. Because once oh, again, God. what is better than being a nine-year-old who has the one toy accessory, and now he's taking off big jumps, but he's making the motorcycle fly around, and it does a barrel roll. And I'm telling you, that grin on Barry Boswick's face. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> because it's true. you can tell, even that guy went, I'm getting paid. I'm getting, <laughs> checks in the mail. Those of you that are my age, we had a toy line called Mask, and there was Mask. a green motorcycle mm-hmm. that there wings popped out of. A hundred. And no, I no, the, the green motorcycle was a helicopter. Oh, the helicopter. You're right. There was a helicopter. It was a helicopter. But it did have it wings. Was a Corvette with wings. The well, Corvette, but it had like many stabilizing wings. wings sure basically what barry postwick had. right right except you don't do a barrel roll with stabilizing you got wings. <laughs> you go one two one two i thought you said one two. Oh yeah you got it right you got it right right, yeah, right. just that that was so the first time i watched this i'm like how did you know that was there that's a that's like a pacific rim all of a sudden, I have a sword at the very end of the movie. It's like, where was yeah. that? Where did that come from? Why didn't you use that earlier when you were getting well, ex- exactly, kicked? No, exactly. Because no, that was the thing that his his version of James Bond Q was working on with the one two yes. buttons. The, the guy that was in Cannonball Run, the yeah. the, Egg. the tree hugger from Cannonball yeah. One, was that Doctor yeah. Egg or whatever. Doctor Egg, yeah. And he they they talked earlier. Yes, it was 
that was paid off. So the second time I watched it, I'm like, oh, there's the payoff. It just wasn't crazy random happenstance that there was that was there. They he had that planned early on. Like, did you do this to my bike? Yes, I did it, but it's experimental. Blah blah blah. Right. See, I, I only use it for an up. emergency, and this was an emergency. The bike toy that I had as a kid was uh from the Masked Rider. Masked like, Rider, yeah. The the Power Rangers S show. Very similar oh. to Power Rangers. Yeah, where uh I think its name was Chopper. Sounds about right. Yeah. But I, there I was had a, the Masked Rider with the Chopper toy that would I would always would make fly around. I had the Batman pedal mobile. So there was a well, Batmobile. Like a- Big wheel. The, it wasn't a big wheel. It was a pedal bike. It was a pedal, four wheeled, pedal, two seat, two children's seat, <laughs> uh, pedal machine, and it was the Batmobile. It was cool huh. as heck. Awesome. Like you could, like you could ride it, or two little people, like Children. little kids. I don't mean people. I, that's, that's, I didn't mean that. <laughs> two. <laughs> Two kids, yes, yes, there's two tiny <laughs> kids could get into this this thing and they would pedal like a oh, okay, it was, like it was tandem like a pedal, like, almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a steering wheel and everything. And see, I, it, I had a big wheel, yeah, that's why I had cool. I didn't have any of that because I didn't get that till I got a bike because I, our I driveway was rough. I had a Ninja Turtle big wheel, it was awesome until it broke. My dad would always say, well, you go downhill, you got to push it back up. You know, and that's really all we had when I was a kid. We didn't have asphalt driveway. We had. Oh, no, we had downhill grass. Rutted out. And then we had gravel. (laughs) Yeah, That's what I lived with. So I didn't get big wheels when I was a kid. But no, it's good. Uh, That was the only big wheel I got because then I broke it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, one thing I want to talk about before we get into our things was there is one part of this movie other than the motorcycle flying, which I absolutely adore. And it's also another reason I love Delta Force because it's almost an exact mirror of the end of, you know, Delta Force's ending is very similar to the end of Mega Forces because Chuck Norris is riding the motorcycle to catch the airplane. They mm-hmm. throw the rope out. You know, it's very dramatic. Mega Force is essentially that, but he's on a flying motorcycle that I bet Chuck Norris wishes he had. But the one thing that to this day I smile, the biggest smile, is when uh, Barry Bostwick and Henry Silva always meet each other. And they're the happiest two people on the planet. Ace! Dude! Don't understand that, but a nine-year-old boy's brain would totally write that. they were friends that were brought up in the service together. They correct. They yes. trained together. So there was a brotherhood, but one turned evil. Right. And Ace tried to turn him back, which is the whole thing with the, the lighter. That's sure. why he brings that up. But they're still brothers. And when you're a kid and you get in a fight with your best friend, mm-hmm. it can be a pretty knockdown fight. A week later, you're back you're going, playing. Billy! Charlie, you know, and that's exactly the mentality of this. And just Billy Maxwell, I grew up. Okay. Um, (laughs) I didn't just make up a name. (laughs) He's like, he actually had a friend. I have friends. Yeah. They go to a different school. You wouldn't know them. (laughs) All right. I I have lots of friends. We 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 do so many cool, crazy stunts on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. You're not invited. I go to their town on the weekend, though. That's why you yeah. never see them. That's why you don't it's see totally them. Fine. 
But no, and then that's why like Henry Silva's acting so smug at the end. Like he's friends with him, but he's like, ah, I got you. I got you now. He's like, you know what? Ask me for help and I'll let you I'll let you mm-hmm. go. But you know, otherwise I'm gonna fight you and I'm literally gonna try and sh- you know, that was also the other cool part was Henry Silva is in the tanks, you know, just all this bad a mission, you know, machines, you know, big guns, 50 cows, and you're up against mega force, which is all these lightweight, mm-hmm. small things, you know, also the bad guys apparently don't have anything but one medical helicopter, but yet the good guys have a, you know, C one thirty Herculeses that are right, running right. through, but you know, he's like, you know, you don't, gotta don't come worry to about me. that. <laughs> yeah. You got to come to me and I'll get you out of here. And even to the end, when they they beat him and Ace jumps on top of his tank, he's still like, Ace! Uh, I good love. Job. Yeah, I, and he's so happy at the end. He's smiling. I, I don't know why. I just love it. That's my heartwarming moment with this movie is that brotherhood they have with each other. That and was I driving have, me so crazy. I love but it. when when you look at it as if a nine-year-old had written this movie, it makes perfect sense. And now right. it brings me much, much more joy than it did when I was just watching it as a surly, right. grumpy. And the true uh, villain is actually the general at the end. I think so. Ready yeah. to leave Hunter high and dry with his team, which is why Hunter goes and blows up the dude's favorite helicopter. Which is totally what a kid would write. I am going to take away your favorite toy. Screw you. I'm going to stomp on this. And then that guy's smiling at the end going, Kelly, I had that coming. You know, that's just exactly how this I deserve that. Right. He's like, oh, I should have saw that I got to go a couple of guys. I really thought they weren't going to get out of there. Oh, there goes my AC and my helicopter. (laughs) Oh, my God. So. Yeah, that that's Megaforce, guys. I I can't say enough about this movie. You need to go watch it. It's an experience. But I will say this: like I told these two, you got to be ten or twelve years old in your mind to enjoy. It, it literally is a that, turn your mind off movie. That well, I don't think it is. I think it is a readjust your mind. Readjust. Movie. It you is don't not brain. Don't turn your brain off. That's that's Night of the Creeps. Uh, yeah, my door. my brain was on uh, full force uh, for that one. Door night of the creeps. But that was that a, was fun. I actually go like, check out our uh, episode that, with Cinema Slab. Let the beauty of that that show just wash right over you. Yeah. This is a I need to be in the right mindset. And Remember being be. a kid in the backyard with your yeah. GI Joes. Yep, exactly. And believe it or not, this is eighty two. So we only at eighty two there was only like the core. GI Joes that were out. You were just barely getting you into know, the, the three and yeah. a half. So and that's the, the, was like three, and, three and three quarters, which were the Grunt and the Duke. Three. And then we got Cobra added. Scarlet. Uh, uh, Scarlet. Scarlet Ro- um, uh, Roadblock was later. But we got all the, the core ones. Flash. Duke, Scarlet. Um, uh, Snake Eyes. Yeah, because uh, cartoon Cobra didn't start until 1983. So. Right. So the, the cartoon started afterwards, which is then. It's kind of like Megaforce was kind of like Stalker. this. Uh, a stalker was one. Yeah. Uh, Megaforce was almost kind of like this uh, building Joe. block for where. And that's what it feels like now when you watch it. Like it feels like the stepping stones to yeah. G.I. Joe. Where like when they have the blue lasers, like you are really like, oh come on, let the bad blue guys laser, have red lasers. Right, right. Blue you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you really do. And then like 
as I'm watching this, like we've had two failed attempts at a GI, well, three actually. Wow. Um, yeah, I actually yeah, watched movie. that the other day. I is oh, it bad? Oh, I'll talk to you about oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, Which one did you watch? <laughs> Snake Eyes. I don't know. I have no desire to Ooh. watch it. So you just take this and just have that campy fun with GI Joe. That's the problem that the GI Joe movies have done. They're trying to be mm-hmm. way too serious. It's like. Nah, just make it a good good team versus I, a bad team. That's all you got to do. I think that's also an issue with this movie was this movie is actually a few years too early. Was ahead, was ahead of a time? Uh, yeah, of right. Time. If this by came a lot. out 1985, 86 at the prime G.I. Joe. When the car Transformers was, was all banging. That. Yeah. You know, was... they, had, they had the right idea where all the characters had a different flag on their shoulders so each right. one had a, yeah. so that's a different action figure or, that has but they had different countries that they were coming yeah. from um, so then they'd all have a different specialty you know well, you can right. say ethnicity because honestly that's what gi joe well, was also well, we had right right they, they, they were, were all, from all different, different gi joe was all nations which is awesome that this is also yep. kind of what they'd said you know you have to give up your identity and your life to be part of megaforce Right, it's very similar to what GI Joe was when the cartoon really started taking yeah, off. Yeah, which is which is something I wanted to lead into. I just I just want to touch on this briefly. Sure, it's a movie from Toho in like oh, it's like sixty eight or something like that called Latitude mm-hmm. Zero. Yes, and it's pretty much this has a lot of downbeats that Megaforce does, and Latitude Zero and. Megaforce have a lot of the same downbeats where it is a society as a, a secret society where they they recruit the best of the best and they come in there and they live in a utopia and they develop all this amazing technology for the mm-hmm. better of the world and that's kind of what Megaforce was doing but they were also doing it a little on the military side America style right right yeah, Cle- it is, yeah. clearly clearly yeah. They, they were like we're, we're here to defend the earth from baddies and every sovereign country is sending us their their best, best. Yeah. and every what uh, dallas said at once that is like every every couple of months they back up a truck and dump off a bunch of yeah well, new technology i love the fact that they go through the whole like headquarters and there is airplanes and jets and tanks of all sorts and then she goes that's a russian mig yeah you know and he's like still on the drawing board yeah that where did that come from it's still in testing and ace goes yeah it is in latitude zero like like, yeah that's that's just experimental or or that's just in theory like it's not not here not in latitude where do you think that theory started from and that's kind of how i take megaforce when they started it you know so there's so much more when you get into it which is why this movie has such a cult status and it has staying power. It's not been lost into nothing. Well, I was shocked you know. when I saw it had a 3.6 rating on IMDb. That's I hate that. I because like if and they're then, looking like, at it through adult eyes, yes. I'll, I'll agree. If yeah. I even feel but like that is too low. No, like, I, disagree. I disagree. Far worse movies. I could go on for an hour about how bad this movie is, but if I separate my adult self and become young Pete. I think this is a a, a solid six or seven movie. I mean, yeah. like, I could just... I could see my dad looking at this, going, "Yeah, this is stupid," because he would have yep. grown. Oh up yeah, he would have definitely older. be a this is stupid, age, right? Like, nope, yeah. nope, but this is dumb. This was a, a a kid thing, and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't say this earlier, but this is one of those things that 
I don't even think my rental store back when I was a kid even had this movie on the oh, show. This cover I, does not ring a bell. It doesn't because I would. I always got Delta this. Force. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't. Know so I don't think it was as widely known about even during rental times um, because honestly, I have no like, memory of it. As a kid, like I knew Barry Boswick from Spin City. Oh, yeah, so he was like the, I didn't see Rocky Horror Picture Show. Governor or mayor? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see Rocky Horror Picture Show until I was like eighteen. 19. Yeah, I didn't watch that till I was a lot older. I, I honestly, once I heard it was a musical, I, I waited a long time. Uh, well, it. it was one of those. I think my mom liked it, but my dad hated it, so I just never got to see mm, it. Kind of right. thing. It's the might be the greatest movie ever. Oh, it's bonkers as I'll get out, and I actually enjoy watching it now because now I can. Again, this is another one of those things I can appreciate what it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like even as a forty-three-year-old adult watching Megaforce. Ew, you're that I, old. Gross. Yeah, how old are you again, Pete? Shut up, uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> come on. Hey, Golden Boy over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. will say that when the party happens in September. Anyway, whoop, whoop. but anyway, Here come the mummies. Is that I what you're talking about? <laughs> There's two. Anyway, oh, two parties. Oh my God, I'm gonna are die. We gonna, are we gonna wrap him up in mummy stuff because he's old? Don't worry about that. He's cryptid, and we gotta get Reggie and Ash to fight him. In Vegas at the Luxor. All right, all right. Let's get into the things now, boys. We're running a little long here, but I don't care. It's Megaforce, and it's the finale (laughs) of July. We are running a little long. Just a little bit. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. All right, boys, body count. This one is odd um, because most people do take this as no one dies in this movie. Although if you watch the movie very closely, especially at the beginning assault type thing, there's some tanks that are moving that get blown up. Um, So what I am going to do is I am going to put a range of from zero to ten. Zero to ten people die in this movie well, all right there's like a grenade that, that gets dropped into a tank and the guy mm-hmm. exits out the back door well and i like to think at least two people in there and only there one doors in tanks i don't even know that was a personnel carrier that he oh. threw it into the back and the guy ran out of the back now he does drop it inside the top of a tank nobody comes out of that tank in that shot so yeah, one tanks to are usually two people right at least oh at least there's more than that inside okay tanks. yeah well, anyway, in Speed Three, in my version, the tank will have at least four people in it. Oh, this is we're still writing Speed Three. Okay. Yeah, we're still writing Speed Three. I thought we already wrote it. All right, so that is our body count. Um, call and call back, so then they go and listen to that episode to get the joke. <laughs> Good job, Nate. Good job. You're welcome. Um, seeing us out, we're probably going to just lean more towards that there are no deaths. Um, have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. I've decided. What is your favorite action sequence in the movie? Oh, man. Pete. Uh, <laughs> or Nate. Pete already ran away. Nate, uh, what is your favorite action uh, sequence in the I movie? I guess when Barry Boswick jumps the ramp in the beginning. All over top of them in the Bronco. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, honestly, the four-minute countdown is my favorite, but. Yeah, that, that, the, that, that counts. That's, the, that's an action The jump sequence. is like. It's cool because all I could picture was being a kid wanting to do a jump like that. Like, I remember when our deck was being built and I wanted to jump the bike off the deck. And our deck stands like maybe eight feet off the ground. 
all at a certain part, and my dad was like, no, 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 no! <laughs> Epic <laughs> fail right there. I will always, during that training sequence at the beginning where they're kind of showing off and they're shooting the giant colorful balls out of the air, back here, I don't really see it a whole lot in Ohio, but there would be these giant red balls on power lines. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cross yep. over roads. As a kid, it was always right back to Megaforce. Like, I'm going to shoot that. I'm going to shoot that one with my rocket. Pew, pew, you know, pew. that. Yeah, exactly. As a kid, you're just kind of like daydreaming that kind of stuff. But yeah, I see the that and I'm like, Batteries exactly. to the Game Boy died. And so I'm trying to like make my hand I didn't run across the window. I had the, the was it Konami? Konami uh, Ninja Turtle handheld. Oh, yeah. those like Tiger games, was it? They were Tiger, but they were the tall ones. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So my sister had the Tiger ones that because she had the Disney, like Little Mermaid and stuff. <laughs> but I got this green Ninja Turtle one that was probably about, I don't know, six or seven inches tall, but narrow. And it was Ninja Turtles. And that's that's what I had as a handheld. Do you think game our like adult brains could figure out how to work that handheld football game mm, now? I don't no. think so. I don't think anyone knew how to actually play that game it's just like trying just... to it's like trying to play the one that vibrates from the 70s i still don't understand how you play that game oh yeah that one <laughs> I was like, yeah no i don't know all right pete what's your favorite action sequence in megaforce so the the stunt work was really good and the miniature explosions were also really good i don't know if i have a favorite scene but i really appreciate the the stunt work in it uh, there, there are so many great jumps and peel outs, and I really love those doom buggies. How they had that 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 third wheel that would have them spin around. Yeah, uh, everything else is kind of a blur, quite frankly. I, I don't. There wasn't a great kill. There wasn't a great no, no, no. Well, it's like explosion, explosion scene after explosion scene, dialogue, it, yeah, explosion yeah. scene, like and, and dialogue. I think there's three marks. main explosion scenes i think i really the i think the second miniature explosion was really good like yeah. i i took a step back and went that was that was amazing because it was it was a seamless transition from the actual set to the miniature with the big explosion and i, right. I really enjoyed that so i i'm having a hard time really coming up with a singular thing but uh i will have the miniatures as my Sure. Uh, the use of miniatures in this film. All right. So to this is totally off the wall of what we yeah, normally yeah. do. So I totally acceptable. It, me, I'm I, I'm just gonna be simple, and it's the motorcycle flying into the back of the airplane at the end with Barry Bostwick. I absolutely <laughs> adore that entire sequence oh. when he hits the button. Nate nailed it when he does the little spin. And what's funnier is they set up that he gets airsick earlier in the yes. movie. Yep. And then he's doing like he's like leaned way too far back and he snaps his head forward and he spins. And even Dallas is in the plane going, You're going to make yourself sick. And it's just this <laughs> yeah. whole. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. he lands in the plane, jumps from the front, and then does that like Farrah Fawcett hair shake and just like, ha ha, I made it. You know, I love. Is there anything better than his hair? There's nothing you. better than yeah, his hair. Yeah, it's amazing. Nate, you got you got Barry Boswick hair. You just I think a, I could pull it off. Hair I think you could. I think yep. you could. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm going for. So all right, boys, real quick, let's let's rate this bad boy.
All right, Pete, I am going to make you go first this time. Okay, so. you can. So uh, you reminded me right before we cracked the mics what what we were getting into, what, what our mindset should be, because I completely forgot about that. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> Pete forgot something? I forgot something. Shocker. So I had to pivot quickly to give this a different rating, but I'll let you know right now sure. that if this was – a regular rating without the adjustments. Mm-hmm. This this is thirst. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Wow! I, I don't. You didn't give uh, these adult uh, metal eyes, storm. These adult eyes dislike this movie that much that I gave it wow. thirst. These eyes. This but, is a lot of hurt. But, but now, but now that we've oh, talked about eyes. it, and you've told me to look at it through nine 12 year old eyes and how they probably had a nine-year-old consultant help write this i would hope so i imagine i like to think the nine-year-old was in an oversized director's chair kicking his feet back and forth (laughs) and then they they all like huddled around him (laughs) yeah and he's got like giant megaphone megaphone. yes the megaphone (laughs) my rockets my fire (laughs) exactly those two aren't allowed to touch each other uh, nine to twelve year old Pete's gonna give this an eight very easily. Oh, that's I it's, love that. It's, I it's love an, that it's an so eight much. With for that fella, adult Pete, don't pay no attention to him. Uh, he's he's a cranky old son of a it's gun. Just a cranky old Ever since the, the injury, he's gotten real cranky. <laughs> I. <laughs> This is the first time you've talked to me since said injury, but not on. But in chat. the text messages, there's definitely been some grump. <laughs> Real serious grump. You could just tell. I'm like, is he okay? Is everything all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> need a consult. Uh, that's it. That's it. Head uh, doctor. Nine, I, I, I totally accept gives it. Gives it an eight. Fantastic. Nate, what are you giving uh, this bad boy? You know, I'm a, I was thinking 7.5, but I don't want to be that. I'll be right there with Pete. It's an eight. Awesome. I yeah. Love it. Like, I, like I, I did. Like, I really, like, I had fun with it. My biggest complaint was right after the raid. It takes a hard, slow turn for some reason, and I don't understand why. And then it finally picks up again. But like, it's like this roller coaster where like that part happened. I was like, get like you've been like, I really enjoyed the train sequence. I really enjoyed the skydiving. Like I I, walking around the facility. I enjoyed because like you're taking it all in a movie of this era usually tries to replicate star wars and this wasn't mm, no so it was kind of this cool adult live action cartoon and like i was enjoying everything until after that raid i had that slight moment of boredom and then it picked right back up where they go into your mad max scene essentially where they're all driving across the scene but a kitty version i um, i will give them credit though that they they actually reload their weapons and refuel their vehicles that most movies would never take the time. They totally did to bother. They had with their that. secret base out there. In the yeah. Their secret. Nowhere. And yep. they even said it in their plan. Here's where we're going to refuel. And you just think, okay, that'll be a cut scene. They're refueled mm-hmm. on. No, that's, that's when Duke shows back up and they have that whole dialogue about, yep. you know, you guys just committed a war crime, oh. you know, and, does anybody ever want to ride in a sidecar ever in their life? No. After no, watching after watching that this poor dude. That dude's back had to be spine wrecked. and genitals off of a 
and it looked like half surface. of a canoe screwed to the side of a motorcycle. That's exactly what, what it, it looked was. like. That's exactly what it was. As they're driving away, this dude is bouncing up and down. Oh my god! And they're playing it for co- comedic effect, but it's True, still going. I'm going is, ow, ow, his ow. Spine and crotch <laughs> are taking it. It's pounding. Oh my gosh! Uh, so funny. Tenderized. Exactly. Tenderized. Uh, so mom left. Uh, I've I, I've said everything I want to say about this movie. I adore it, but I I've got to enjoy it when I was nine, ten years old. I caught it at the perfect age. I understand the love for it even now. Um, I'm giving it a nine. It's so much fun. Okay. It's it's a blast. I recommend it. I I mean I bought the special edition stuff from Umbrella. Um, just so I could get the hat and get all the the poster and that's, that's no that's a the, quality that's buy you get the hat from the uh, from Umbrella. That's yeah, I, the hat came with it and like, everything else. I whenever mean, whenever you get a buy that has like extra goodies. That oh yeah, agree. When it can be fully stacked out, you know, yeah. the only thing I wish it was was a steel book. So they really weren't taken off with the steel books. Well, just that's only because we've this. become you know. Idiots for steelbooks recently. I know. For some reason. I bought I Red October on a like, steelbook for no reason other than it, it was a steelbook. And now I'm like, well, that's pretty. I, it's a gorgeous cover, but and I love the movie, but I was like, do I need this? Yeah, my dumb monkey less. brain just goes like, ha cute colors like mine. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm doing something special. So I have decided that we are not going to do a trash review this week because Good. a it's Megaforce and yep. as we talked it does have a very low rating that is very unfair for it on IMDb. So what I have though is a very special transmission from our brothers at two dollar late fee. Hey guys, uh, this is Zach and Dustin from $2 Late Fee. There's something moving in the air tonight. We love Megaforce. You know we love Megaforce. If you don't know we love Megaforce, then go check out some of our episodes where we've covered Megaforce. We interviewed Barry Bostwick. We talked about the movie. Uh, We've got a sweet trailer on our YouTube page, which is a preview for an upcoming documentary on Megaforce. Are we going to be in that documentary? Hmm, it's a very good possibility. Hey guys, you know what I just want to say is, first off, thank you to give me back my action movies for having us and giving us this platform. And will somebody just please give them back their action movies? They're working so hard to get them back. They want their action back. Uh, just someone, someone please step up. Somebody, come on. But But yes, as Zach was saying... You know, Megaforce is, is a real is a real part of, of, our, of our podcast over at Two Dollar Late Fee. You know, there's a there's a little line. Perhaps it's been talked about today. Um, it's uh, the good guys always win, even in the '80s. Um, that's a bit of a mantra for us. We utilize it um, daily. We exercise. We say it. We meditate. We say it uh, before going to bed. Uh, it's usually the first thing I say when I wake up. Me too. Right and. You know, that, that documentary you mentioned, it's called Life After Megaforce. It's part of the Life After Life After movie series. You, you've had, what, what, there's so many movies 
There's like three or four out there. There's Life After Flash. There's Life After Flight of the Navigator. Life After Neverending Story is coming out soon. But anyway, I mean, I think I think for us, Megaforce is uh, just it's just one of those films that has formed the foundation of everything that we do. We can't escape it. We've tried. I do push up saying the good guys always win, even in the 80s. The good guys always win, even in the 80s. You should try it. It's a good workout routine because it helps with your breath control. 500, 500,000, doesn't matter. It's the same. That's how you get there. Well, it helps you fit into that spandex, that's for sure. It sure does. Oh, sweet spandex. Yeah, and if you guys are, are, you know, if you haven't watched Megaforce and then you're going to watch it after this, you're going to check out all those sweet vehicles and you're going to be like, man, I want one of those. Uh, we know some guys that have them. <laughs> Jealous? Much? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thought so. Actually, uh, visit your local West, well, I think they're on the West and East Coast, but keep your eye out for conventions. Bob Lindenmeyer and Barry Bostwick are popping up all the time with the vehicles, the stories, the et cetera's, the et cetera's, and uh, gosh, this movie is wonderful. And give me back my action movies. You guys, thanks for having us on and, uh, you know, cheap plug and promoting ourselves on the show and talking about this movie that is such a huge part of our now lifestyle really yeah um but you kind of mentioned this in the beginning if you guys do want to hear straight from barry's mouth uh stories about this wonderful movie just head on over to our late fee um you'll have to go back a few years or so but uh but it's great and worth the listen and barry's wonderful and um and also, we, we were at Pasadena Comic Con earlier in the year. We had a special live panel, and we're going to be releasing that uh, very soon as well. Yeah, lots to come in the future, very near future. And I hope y'all are enjoying Give Me Back My Action Movies because these guys work their badookies off uh, talking about the movies we love. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you want, if you love action movies, you're listening to the right show. Um, other action movie podcasts they have no action they have no action you, you know I've tried to listen to them like what the what's going this is this is action less and uh, give me back my action movies A plus and thanks guys and we love you thanks guys and remember the good guys always win even, even in the, the 80s, 80s. <laughs> jinx one two three you owe me a coke Well, you can hear why they're my friends. Oh, those guys are great, man! Really sweet, (laughs) and very silly. I, I silly, but like, man, that's like, huh? I'm kind of beside myself right now. You know, like that was. How how do we get that good? I don't know. That was nice. (laughs) Well, they're also both uh, professional voice actors. Uh, You may have even heard Dustin on some car commercials. If it's not Sam Elliott, it might actually be Dustin from a $2 late fee that you're hearing on some car commercials. Well, that's Uh, just unfair. Well, then that means he knows the people that can get me in them Kung Fu movies to dub. (laughs) Maybe. Actually, they they, they can point you in the right direction. I I just want to, you know. My name is Betty. See, I'm already really good. <laughs> it's already they call good. me Betty. Nah, those guys are fantastic. Please go check out their show. It's called Two Dollar Late Fee. Everything that is '80s nostalgia. Uh, these guys have it in spades. I adore their show. 
They do amazing interviews, interviews I would probably kill for to get. You know, you're just, especially when, when I found out they got Barry Bostwick and it was married. Yeah, Forrest, you were pretty and, upset about that one. You're like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get to listen to them because they're my friends talking to them. But it's like, I want to talk to Barry. Uh, but you know what? Whenever they're interviewing Barry and other actors, you feel like they're asking the questions you would ask. Um, so it, it's a fantastic show. So please go show some love to do dollar late fee and check them out. Gentlemen, that is mega force. Indeed. Wow. That is what the a, month of action. Yeah. What a, what a closer. I, I, I saved this one for last for a reason. I, I feel like, I feel like we've nailed it all month. We've had some fantastic selections of movies with Expendables 2, which we had Owen from the Action Elite come mm-hmm. over on. We did Speed, which is just, that I knew a, that was going to be the, that was, that was so going to be the, the big ringer of the whole thing. And I was, uh, I was so sad to miss Lethal Weapon. I, we, we yeah, missed you. I really you. wish you could have been. I couldn't, I, uh, I couldn't Preston be. is an incredible human being. Oh, that I fat really... samurai guy is he is a hoot man i love preston to death so please also go check out act the action elite on facebook and their website go check out that fat samurai guy over on facebook yes youtube, YouTube. all the other social media stuff go check out two dollar late fee go yes. check out all our friends that support us and have been there since we pretty much started or we have found them on our journey and we can't wait till we find more and we just keep growing this little community we have of podcasts. Just reach out to us. Right. Reach out to us. Email us. Message us. Instagram. Anything. You can find us. We are over on Facebook at Give Me Back My Action Movies, the Facebook group. Give Me Back My Horror Movies, the Facebook group. Both of us are on Instagram. We are on TikTok, Twitter. We are now on Threads. I just post random pictures over there until I figure out how it actually works. I don't know. I, I don't get it, but I don't either. I, mean, um, I think I was talking to buckets of chum. Who was I talking to? I can't remember now of like, well, it's not a new app. We, <laughs> we can't resist it. Like you got to join it because yeah, it's, it's get, literally lost. linked to Instagram. So it was just like, might as well migrate over there. It'll be fine. Whichever one wins the great battle Royale, mm-hmm. we will stick by. It'll be Taco uh, Bell. I'm hoping it's Taco Bell. They win the franchise <laughs> wars. Great throwback. Pete. Go check wars. out our uh, Demolition Man episode. Right. <laughs> so, everyone, thank you so much for checking us out and following us along on this month of action. Next week, I have Is something special. Movie? Oh, well, let's see. So, technically, by the calendar, yes, it's supposed to be an action movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I've done something a little different. I have collaborated with another show. A oh. cut above, uh, a cut above horror review. I always got to, I keep forgetting that horror review part. Yeah, yeah, of horror, yeah, yeah. And uh, Hydraberg and myself have devised this little plan to uh, how do we collaborate? Because they, you know, have three hosts, mm-hmm. we have three hosts, and trying to time everything. We are going to do a true, honest double feature. And we are going to cover the Grindhouse movies, Death Proof and Planet Terror. And how we are doing that is we are going over to a cut above and covering planet terror and they are coming over here and we are covering death proof. Now the beauty of this whole scheme is both episodes come out on the exact same day. So it is a true double feature, double feature. So, and it won't matter which one you listen to first. Doesn't matter. Whichever one you come across because we're recording them to release on the same day. 
So it should be a lot of fun. I don't know of anyone that's really tried to do it in this way. We've done double features here, but all in one episode. And I was like, two solid movies. I watched them both mm-hmm. on the same day, the same theater experience. Let's cover them. Same day, same experience with our friends over at A Cut Above. So look forward to that. I'll have more information coming out if you follow us on the socials. And uh, yeah, and then I turn everything back over to you two that we get back on track. And I believe Nate has curated quite a collection for August coming up. And we will leave that yes. uh, slightly mysterious yeah, for Kind of ushering in August. Obviously, there was input with both you guys. but we, We've all had our say. Um, yep. But um, this was Nate's brainchild. I will give him props for it. And I, but I was all for it. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we will get back to our normalcy. The, these guys will get to cover some horror movies. And it's why I consider Death Proof kind of like this. We ease back into the horror. While it's not exactly a horror movie, it's also not exactly an action movie. Agreed. It's a good in-betweener. Yep. And I like that. Yeah. So we're going to have a lot of fun. So everybody, please go check us out next week when we come back and cover Death Proof with a cut above. Anything else, gentlemen? No. What's a good I'm word, good. Charlie? I just want to say goodbye, and remember, the good guys always win, even in the 80s. (laughs) 